Hello friends, my name is Dave Miller. And I'm now Spain, and we're your fuck buddies. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky sexy situations and turn them into sexy sticky situations. Simply put, we take questions on either sex and or dating, and we answer them right here, right now, in your ears, every Monday and once a month on our Patreon, if you're one of the lucky special few. And I gotta say, I'm gonna I'm just gonna say it. I'm gonna say oh, it. Go for it. I'm I'm so tired of people asking me for sex and dating advice who don't listen to the show because people fair. are always like like oh you have a you have a sex and dating a lot of people i work with and they're like let me ask you this question i'm like no you know what you're gonna do you're gonna give me that question and i'm gonna broadcast it publicly to thousands of people that's what well, i'm gonna do you know what i've literally i've had to now on at least two occasions say hey i appreciate the answer ask me that question but you're not getting free work from me Send it to the podcast. And I'll answer it there because, like, I'm not going to spend my night when I've come to sing some cool songs doing doing advice for you. Which, hey, I love you, and hey, I like giving advice. But guess what? It's my job. Now I know you're talking about going to karaoke and people at karaoke asking you those questions. Mm-hmm. That's happened three times in a row now. But I'm just it, for people listening. You saying I'm not going to do it when I come and sing songs. It sounds like you have. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it just sounds very strange. I well, imagine it's, it's weirder the- that you thought I meant karaoke when it was very clear I was talking about coming and yodeling. Yeah, your classic erotic bard role play where you do ejaculate and do mm. a little ditty. Yeah, ejaculate from the lower mouth and the upper mouth, but one is songs and one is come. Which one's which? <laughs> well, I'll never, never tell. know. Uh, Are you question. ready? Oh, I have a listener question. Okay, well, I said let's do a question. Oh, I thought you said listener question. Nope. Well, I got a listener question. Okay. Uh, so this is from Agent Baguette. Okay. Uh, they sent in a clip of another podcast, Rude. <laughs> no. How dare you? A sex and dating advice podcast, Rude. I thought we were the only one. Are you just like cucking us right now? What's happening? I know. I feel like we're being bullied. Making Did us you watch know there you were, listen. There were other ones? Uh, there isn't. Yeah. Okay, cool. Honestly, it was a good thing. It meant we won that award. Like by beating other people. Yeah, not just by default. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so it was a clip of uh, it's Girls Gotta Eat podcast. Don't listen to them instead of us. Um, a clip of some girls uh, essentially talking about how much they hate taking belts off men. Okay. Uh, I, it's taking off a belt, sexy or stressful. And she says, have you discussed this on the podcast before? Because I thought I was the only one who fucking hated belts. And now I'm happy to know I'm not. Do men worry about belts too? Question mark. Like on us or on people in general? I assume it's on the people we would be stripping bare. I mean, I've I've never had personally, I've never had any trouble. I feel like belts are like the bra equivalent where it's like some people, right? Like there's some people who are just like naturally gifted at at getting them off. And some people who struggle a little bit, no matter how, like me, I've taken off hundreds of bras i'm sure mm-hmm. and there i still every now and then be like god damn it come on like, i just like, love i love when people get impressed when you can take it off one-handed and they're like whoa as if it's like some cool magic trick you've done you're just like it's not hard but also like most women that i know most women that i've watched take bras off do it with one hand yeah 
You just so it's like a pinch and release. I'm not sure why you're so impressed when you do it. Like, I wouldn't be impressed by someone if they had a podcast because I have two. You know what I mean? So if you're just like, I have a podcast, I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. So it's the same thing. It's like, if you can do, if, if you take your bra off with one hand and then I do it, you shouldn't be impressed by that. That's, That's all fair. I'm saying. Now you heard it here first. Dane doesn't respect you if you have a podcast. No, I don't. I didn't say respect. I said impressed. Okay. If you're going to walk um, up and be like, I have a podcast, I'd be like, cool, I have two. Now what? What are you like, going to do? Yeah, how many awards you got, though? Mm-hmm. No. I, see, I think it's funny because I think this is one of those times where, like, society has made this easier for women and harder for men. And I'm talking straight men, straight women. Because women have, like, so many different things and often tight clothing and belts and bras. Whereas men, it's, like, loose clothing and maybe a belt. Yes, generally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, generally. We have to run more of a gamut of things. So I was like, when I was sent this, I was like, that's cute. A belt? Just one belt? Yeah, try to get fucking leather pants off a woman after yeah. a night of dancing. Yeah. There's no sexy way to do that. It's just like, okay, well, here's here's the part where I'm going to try to peel it off your ass. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to spend the next 30 seconds sort of like wiggling them down your legs. And like, yeah. Unless or I've like, also if you like, pull the like the waist down and then the ankles are still attached and you're like a meter away from them and you're pulling and they're caught in the ankle and you're just like mm. like that's not hot. I have to walk halfway across the room to pull your trousers off you. That's throwing a wrench in the gear. I, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna give some tips on that. You don't pull from the waist. You pull from the ankle. You pull from the bottom pants. You it's true, but you start from the waist is the problem. So sometimes you go and then you're like, oh. Yes, you got to get waist off of ass, particularly if they are endowed with a, a glorious booty. There's a little bit of a, you know, you got to like make sure the the waistband is below the butt. And then if there's cake, the ankle you take. <laughs> and then you got to, you know, get your finger and thumb, pinch the inside and outside of the of the bottom of the pants, the legs, and then you just pull. You pull off. Yeah. That's how you do it. But, like, people complain about condoms ruining the mood because you have to, like, get one and put them on and whatever. It's so much less effort to put a condom on than it is to take a pant off if it's a, a tight pant. That's my thing. I'm going to be like, hey, here's the deal. You take off all of that, I'll throw a condom on. Mm-hmm. Five bucks says I'm going to be standing here waiting, tapping my watch for you, for sure, lady. Also, let's be fair. If you're a guy and there's a girl struggling with your belt... Fucking undo it for her, man. Like, it's the barrier between you and fun time. So it's like, help them out. Don't no, just sit women, there and be like, no, you, nope. you got to learn sometime. Women have had it too good for too long. And I think it's about <laughs> time they start working for sex. So what you're saying is weirder belts. I've had some weird belts. When I was a kid, you know those belts that like, it's like two buckles and like the strap like loops between them and you like pull and no, that's a very bad description. Like the seatbelt kind of style belts? Like where you pull like the the actual buckle itself and it sort of does like a release like that one. Do you know what I'm talking about? Seatbelts with a button. <laughs> you no, mean, like, no, you they clip like it into a button and you hit the button. No, like it looks like a seatbelt kind of, but like you pull the you pull the buckle out almost like you're yeah, pulling, like okay, a, yeah, yeah. I think I think we're on the same page. And then you like yeah. pull the end to tighten. Yeah, yeah. One of those. I used to have one of those. I'm like, damn. I had some weird belts as a kid. I had a really cool like woven belt that didn't have like a buckle, but instead mm-hmm. you just kind of like pierced the little, the, you know, the, the pointy bit through mm-hmm. the material. Yeah. That was pretty, that was pretty cool. If I did yeah. so myself. So we should, we should 
this is all a big wind up to announce that we are selling very complex belts on our website. And, because if uh, there's one thing men need, it's more of an obstacle to having sex. Yeah, we've had it too good for too long. Uh, yeah, okay. So yeah, I, I don't know. Belts, I, I'm, they're not big on my list of worries. I got more things to worry about. Yeah, I'm not too concerned about it. Honestly, I will say the thing that I tend to get stuck on the most is like when you're taking a shirt off and you've lifted it up over the head and then it gets stuck on like a necklace or glasses mm-hmm. and then you've yeah. just kind of like thrown a shirt (laughs) yeah then you're just like ah fuck you i get to see your titties and not your face let's go but then you get hypnotized by the titties and then you like eight hours pass you're like shit they're still in the t-shirt cave damn it and this is the thing i'm just like not upset by this i actually know a lot of the people i I sleep with are very pretty so like i do want to see their face they're all they're all pretty no there's one that isn't (laughs) don't call me out like that if I just straight up was like committed to being like, no, there's one person that I do sleep with that I wish I could cover. See, I just know like, the listeners know you're messing, but what if this is a brand new person's listener? I'm like, damn. All these people talk about are how they hate one of their partners and how many awards they've won. That's all they do. <laughs> this, is, this is a shit podcast. Don't forget our Patreon, which you should join. I'm going back to that one other podcast about sex and dating. The only Which other we're never one. mentioning again. In fact, you should go back and beep out the name so no one knows. Uh, you want a question or you want to hit me with one? I got more. I got a bunch. Yeah, g- yeah, give me a question. I'm just All vibing right. right now. How do you want me to begin this? I don't know, man. I don't know what questions you got. I don't know what my right. options are. What are you spicy. feeling? Looking I always spicy. want spicy. Here we go. We'll go with the spiciest one. This is throw a 99 white, I guess. White tea. My 24-year-old male girlfriend, 23-year-old female, is staying at her sister's, 27-year-old female, until I admit I have a problem and get psychiatric help. This all started earlier this year. My parents were going through a rough divorce, and my dad attempted suicide, which left him not all there mentally, even though he survived. I basically had to take care of him, and it brought me a lot of stress, as I'm a full-time PhD student living off a stipend and nothing more. Stipend? Stipend? Who knows? Between that and my girlfriend's income, we live decently in the city we're in, but there's not much room for this kind of responsibility financially. It took a toll on me, I got really depressed, and started struggling with insomnia. I guess where it all took a big turn. My girlfriend was supportive at first, and even when I was dealing with that, she understood. I've done my best to keep her out of it, which is why I started sleeping on the couch to not disturb her with my tossing and turning. Eventually, I just gave up on sleep altogether and started going on night drives. She was aware of this and didn't have issues. But eventually I started to be on for hours and she started to get worried. Understandable, I guess. We had a talk about it last month and I explained what I usually do to her in hopes of clearing her mind. And this is the part of the situation I admit is difficult to explain. Basically, after I've been going on these night drives for a while, there was one night where I came across a young woman crying outside a gas station. I felt bad for her and had nowhere to be, so I stopped to see if she was okay. Turns out she was a minor, 16, and had a bad home situation. I offered to give her a ride somewhere because that part of the town, or really any at 3am, isn't safe for an underage girl to be walking around, and she hesitantly accepted. I drove her to some house on the other side of town, and that was all there was to that specific interaction. The girl was obviously nervous the whole time, as I guess any teenage girl would be in a strange man's car, but I just wanted to help, and I felt good seeing her relief when I took her where she wanted to go. So basically after that, I started driving around at night and looking for other girls slash women that were by themselves and might need a ride. It took a while to actually find someone, which I guess is good. But eventually I did, and it just kind of became a night hobby where I could drive around and give these girls rides wherever I could find them, especially on the poorer side of town. I started to do this regularly. I could admit it's a weird thing, and a lot of people may wonder why I didn't just Uber or something, but this isn't the same. I specifically enjoyed helping people I felt actually needed it, and I got this unexplainable enjoyment out of seeing them go from anxious to relieved every time they got out of my car. I explained it to my girlfriend, and she said it sounded predatory. 
And I was confused because I never touched any of the girls, especially since several of them are underage and I'm not like that. She said it didn't matter if I did or not, though, and it was inherently predatory and weird. We had a big argument, but eventually made up, and I agreed to stop going on night drives altogether. This was about a month ago, and things were awkward the entire time, but we lived together fairly peacefully until earlier this week. I ran into some unexpected financial trouble, and I needed new tires, and it put me in a bind with taking care of my dad and all. I ended up having to take on more credit card debt to get everything done, and after that, I was stressed and ended up doing another night drive. I didn't even pick up any girls, but my girlfriend was waiting for me when I got home at about 5 a.m., and we got in a big fight. She thinks I've been doing it again. I haven't, by the way. This is my first drive in all that time. And she ended up leaving to go stay with her sister. Basically, she said she's willing to work things out, but I need psychiatric help and to stop preying on vulnerable women, even if I think it's harmless, as a means of coping. I am seeing a therapist, so I don't know what else to do. I don't see that earlier behavior as predatory at all. Haven't done it in like a month anyway. She doesn't believe me. What more can I do besides continuing therapy? Yikes. Um, Okay. Is it predatory? I think that's sort of like the big question that we need to sort of like talk about and then we can branch out from there i don't think it's predatory do i think it's a good idea no no not all i think it's a very sweet sentiment i i think it's it your heart is in the right place i think you know all those things like those feelings of of uh you're in a bad place and being able to help other people is is a very common thing it's it's something you know like if i'm ever in a bad mood being able to like help someone puts me in a much better mood it it, it, that's just how a lot of us work and i I understand that but it's one uh dangerous for you and two it's dangerous for these women as well even though you're not doing anything to them again i want to reiterate i don't think this is predatory i don't think that i don't know because he's specifically like He's looking for a very specific type of person. Sure. You know, he's not saying he's help like he's not helping men, for example. That's yeah. kind of weird. It is. I'm not saying it's not weird and I'm not saying it's not. Well, dangerous. I think they're like, mm, like, I get where you're coming from. Like, he's not preying on them in terms of like, he's not doing There's, anything, but it is almost predatory in the way he's hunting them. I think in order to be predatory, I think there needs to be a like a negative outcome for another person. Right. Like like if you think about like prey and predator, it goes badly for the prey. In this case, it does not go badly for the women. In fact, they are much better off because of him. But he also like and again, I'm not really disagreeing with you here because I don't really know how to put it into terms. But like the fact that he seems very much to enjoy that they are uncomfortable and then have relief. You know what I mean? I know it's like it's kind of a weird I see that more of like a like he's restored a little bit of humanity as opposed to being like, I have manipulative control over their emotions. I think it's more of being like they were expecting me to be shitty. And when they realized I wasn't shitty, they felt relief. And like, mm-hmm. I, I and get I, that. I, you know what I mean? Like, I do get that. I I like being that guy at night. Like if someone's walking and instead of like being behind them, you like cross the road or you hurry in front of them in a way that's non scary. It is nice to be like, hey. There you go. I, I helped ease your mind. So I do yeah. understand some of it as well. It is just weird. That's the thing. I, I think one, my big concern is I'm not concerned about you doing anything to these women. I, I assume that if you're not that kind of person, you're not that kind of person and you're not going to do anything to them. So that's not what I'm concerned about. What I'm concerned about is you are now going and picking up middle or underage women off of the street. And all it really takes is, and I like, I don't want to go this route of like, false accusations well but, i think it's just like even even without that like what if a cop pulls you over they're like who's this oh just some random girl 
Okay, why is she in your car? I don't know. I saw her. Why are you out here? Oh, I, I drive around looking for underage women. Huh? Like, how do you explain that? I, I think it puts you in a wildly unnecessary, precarious place. Should anyone start asking questions or any number of reasons? Like, what if this woman is used to being abused and thinks that there is like a quid pro quo sort of situation and she goes to make a move on you and like then you have to you know like there's there's any number of ways this this Mm -hmm. could play out and it could be very very bad for you yeah so like what if the address she gave you isn't home but is somewhere she's running away to where maybe something happens and then you're now involved right or and this one's pretty big for me you're an insomniac and you're driving and that's not safe yeah i mean how long have you gone without sleeping for For sure. sure what if you crash and you kill your passenger like, there's just so much bad stuff. And, like, your girlfriend's not really in the wrong in that it is harmful behavior in all the ways you listed. Like, maybe it hasn't gone wrong yet, but the potential is so high. And, like, it is kind of a strange thing to do. And if it is an altruistic, like, need, you can fulfill that in a lot more normal ways. Yeah. And, like, the thing is, like, when you're going through trauma like this, I understand that when something just kind of appears without you having to work for it like he stumbled into this you mm. know what i mean and that tends to be like we we look at those things as like a sign or yeah. you know a, a glimmer of hope in darkness that we latch on to when we think that like it there's a lot more weight and importance to it than perhaps there should be so like i, I get it from both sides of things i think you need to stop doing this i agree with your your partner and girlfriend i i, I agree you do need to stop doing this the risks are bad Mm-hmm. Um, but on the flip side, that last drive you did, you didn't pick anyone up. So she also needs to believe you and trust you. Is that just cause he didn't find anyone though? Who knows? Who knows? But I, I'm going to take this guy at his word. You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, I know. I'm just like, I'm saying, I understand where she's coming from. If you have this like strange addiction that you said you wouldn't do, you've kind of broken that promise. So I could understand her maybe not fully. Yeah, believing that you didn't do it. I would really be interested to know if he's brought this up with the therapist. Yes, that's that's kind of the the important thing. And that's kind of where I want to sort of like answer the question is, are you just talking to your therapist about the problems with your dad? Or are you talking about like not being able to sleep and, you know, going on these drives and your inclination to help these women? And like, are you unpacking all that? Because I think that is going to get you far more progress and far more answers than just being like, it sucks. Money is hard. My relationship is bad. My dad is sick. Like, I don't think that's going to open as many doors for you than Mm -hmm. talking about what you're doing because of those things. Yeah. And like, also I'm sure a lot of these women got in the car because they were terrified. If you're alone and you're underage and a man pulls up in the car and is like, get in like that's maybe people are getting in because they feel pressured. And that's a terrible position to put people in, even if it makes you feel better or even if they do get home safely. So I think even that it's like unless every single person got in the car, I'm sure like I'm sure there weren't. And even the ones that did, I'm sure not all of them got in willingly and happily, especially if they're super anxious in the back. So it's like all the help that you might be doing, you're also harming for everyone who said no, you terrified them. And for half the ones who said yes, probably, if not more. Yeah. So I, I think th- I think your girlfriend is right. I think you do need to stop doing this, you know, these night rides in terms of like going around and picking up women. I think you, as Nell said, absolutely need to talk to your therapist about your inclinations to do these things and why you do them and 
how that all plays into everything you're dealing with as well. And then I think you need to have a conversation with your partner and be like, look, I have promised you that I'm not going to pick these women up anymore. There might be times where I, you know, I get so anxious because I can't sleep that I do need to go for a ride. And you need to trust me that if I, if I've told you that I'm not going to be doing these like drive, like pickups anymore, that if I'm going for a drive, you have to trust me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think those are like the three key things of being like, no more pickups, talk to your therapist, get your partner on the same page as you and them willing to trust you. Because if they're not going to trust you about this anymore, then the trust of the relationship is gone. Yeah. But you also need to be trustworthy. Sure. Yes, absolutely. And then I think it's like, find a way to scratch that itch that's not so problematic. Yeah, there's any number of places that you can volunteer. You can reach out to, like, if if, if this thing of, like, helping women in need, reach out to the local women's shelter and be like, hey, what supplies do you need? Can I do, because, like, usually men aren't allowed to volunteer and work in those shelters, but you could be a courier. You know what I mean? Like you can go and pick up clothes. You can go and pick up donations. You can go and just sort of be like a mule for them and be like, cool, I'm going to go and to the depot or the food bank or whatever and pick up Mm -hmm. the things you need and bring them in. And like, I feel like that's more or less the same thing. You're still going to get that altruistic, uh, that need and and that itch to be scratched, but without putting yourself at risk, uh, it'll be far more legitimate and you're not going to make anyone feel uncomfortable by doing it. Um, my dad recently signed up to do a thing where he is essentially he offers his time for free to bring cancer patients to chemo and back because obviously you can't drive after because you're so fucked up. What a legend. Your dad's you great. Do that. Yeah, I know. It was really like very sweet when I found out, but not surprising because he is a lovely man. Um, and I imagine that's a very hard thing to do. I can't imagine like I, I, I don't imagine it's easy to be around people who are like dealing with such hard things and not feeling well, but I also know if I was in the car with my dad going to something like that, I would be far happier when I got there and when I got home. So I think it's lovely, but you could do something like that. Like there are so many options out there and it's like, I really, I assume that it is coming from a good place and I get it in a lot of ways, but at the same time, so many things can go wrong with this and you could do so many better things instead. Yeah. So your girlfriend's not really in the wrong. Yeah. Um, do better. There's also, yeah. I know there is, um, depending on the state you're in, uh, in terms of like legality, but I know that there is also services that uh, help women drive into uh, abortion clinics and like Planned Parenthood and stuff mm-hmm. like that, so that like they're not using their cars kind of situation. And yeah. for people who don't have cars and aren't don't feel safe like walking in, it's yeah, a, it's considering an the assholes who often stand outside and like yeah. yell abuse and intimidate and all that. So you can do better things, and you should do those. All right, hit me, or do you want me to keep going? I got a bunch. No, I got one I want to do. Okay. How do you ask people out on apps? <laughs> so it's funny. <laughs> I was actually hanging out with my boy M the other day, and uh, he enjoyed the joke he did. He said, hey, that's a pretty good twist. It's not on me, but it was all right. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. I'm, I'm sad I missed him. You know what? I'm sorry that we hung out without you. I know. Wait, what's that? Sorry, one of our producers is saying people don't believe we were hanging out with Am and that he wasn't, they don't think he was on the episode. It's so annoying that people are like, like, look, I know we joke about things, but there are yeah. times that like nine times out of 10, the jokes are obvious. And yeah. the the one time where we like actually, like, we don't lie to you guys. No. Okay, hold when on. T- they, they want me to prove it. Okay. 
Uh, I guess I'll put a picture up of me and M. Night Shyamalan, but like, it's a weird precedent to say uh, they're not listening. Fucking, fucking producers, man. It's so weird that you have to like prove that you're friends with me. It would be like if every week we have to post a picture of us recording the podcast to be like, look, we're doing it. Yeah. But yeah. what's like, next? Yeah. A picture of us, James McAvoy and his cum box. Yeah. It's the thing that like upsets me is like, we never want to leverage our relationship with M, especially because he is, you know, famous. Like he's a well-known mm-hmm. person. Yeah. Like we don't want to feel like we're using his, his reputation and celebrity to mm-hmm. get clout. Yeah. Well, that's why we waited so long before bringing him up. Yeah. Yeah. Every now and then we couldn't help it. He's our boy, but you know, Hey people, am I right? Producers. Am I right? We've got 19 of them since we hit the big time. That's so many. I don't even think they do anything. 19 producers, I know. I've lost it. I've stopped counting. How many are living in your house right now? Because I've got seven just next door. Three are on holidays, which is good. Speaking of things living in my apartment, I have so many fruit flies right now, and it's pissing me off. That's it. Okay, we're getting back into the show. Did you wine trap them? I'm I'm currently wine trapping them. Okay. It works a charm. Also, I think boiling water in the sink. Anyway, come on. Hit me. This is level key and a bunch of numbers. Need hookup advice. I'm losing my V card. So, I am 19, met an attractive as fuck woman on social media, and our hours-long conversations went to that point, and we are seeing each other on Friday at my place to maybe do it. I'm more excited compared to anxious, but I do not want to screw this up. This is my first time doing it, and I really just need some advice on stuff like setup, the process, and then what happens after. I would like to know... What should I set my room up like? Obviously, I'm going to clean it to the point where it is spotless, but should I add some cool stuff? When I open the door and we settle down, should I put something on like a romantic Netflix scene? (laughs) Should I take a tactical wank to settle the nerves so I don't come too quick? I know that sounds weird. Just some general advice for sex. What do I do after? I'm already preparing for the post-nut clarity that makes me regret life. Jesus. Uh, Why did I think this was a woman up until you said wank? I don't know. I mean, it could still be a woman, but I assume it's a man. Yeah, weird. Oof. So, so many thoughts. Uh, basically, I wouldn't advise starting at your place. Especially not be like the the means and how you guys met are suspicious as bad. And I like I don't know if it's just because you didn't go into details or whatever, but like meeting an attractive woman online. Mm-hmm. and talking to each other like did you meet on a dating app did yeah you... i assume it was a dating app but it, but he says on social media oh yeah so, it's so like... in general and this happened to me the very first tinder date i went on was a very attractive woman who messaged me and was like and at this point i had uh i'd sprained my ankle because apparently i like to fuck my ankles up at sir's at home I was playing Bloodborne, and or maybe it was i don't know i was playing something and basically they were like hey I can come over and like, I'm a horny, I'm a horny ass guy. And I definitely wanted that. But I was like, what if they get there and they're not who they say they are? or I don't like them. And then they're in my place and all these things, which you should be wary of. So I was like, no, I'll meet you down the road for a beer if you want. So we went to a pub, we hung out, they were cool. Then we went back and fucked and it was great. But like, if they're in your house, it's kind of too late if they suck or if they're weird or if it's a scam or all these things. Right. So don't start. Also for them, they'll feel better meeting at a place. Yeah. Yes. And like, be smart. Like if a really attractive woman shows up on Instagram and messages you and it's like, yeah. hey, I want to fuck you. Like maybe be suspicious. And like Nile said, meet in a public place. Make sure you're not getting scammed. Make sure this isn't like a five or like a six, five 
you know, dude who's going to fucking beat the shit out of you and take your kidneys Mm -hmm. and, you know, do, do your due diligence of vetting. Um, so that right off the bat, I'll go through the bullet points. Okay. Go on. Hit me with the next one. What should I set my room up with? Obviously I'm going to clean it so that it's spotless, but should I add some cool stuff? Dane, I would give every cent we've earned on this podcast to warp this person into my room right now and be like, what do you mean by that? What in your mind is cool stuff? Is cool stuff. What? Because like one person's cool stuff is the complete opposite for another's. And if you're trying to be performatively cool, I think you make it even worse. I just, I want to fucking know. There's two problems with this. One, saying you're going to clean your room to a spotless level, that's weird. I like to keep my apartment clean, especially when I know I'm having people over, but I don't make it to the point where it looks like I'm showing it for a apartment Mm. rental. You know what I mean? I think it's weird when I go into someone's place and it doesn't look lived in. For sure. And like... I don't think it's the worst crime. I definitely, I might be like, huh, but it wouldn't really affect me too much. But if there's a little hint of personality and you, and again, it is like, cause the thing is there's messy, there's tidy, there's clean and there's dirty. Nothing can be dirty. Let's get that straight. Then there's spotless clinical. Yeah. But like if your place is clean, well, it has to be clean. It has to be fucking clean. It can't be dirty. And then it should be tidy enough. And then you're good. Mm Mm-hmm. Then that's it. And, you you know, you don't need to do that thing where you, like, take all your fucking personality and hide it away because you're terrified of them knowing what you're like. Unless you got some really weird shit. But that's that's up to you. As for cool shit. I I, I have a really, really cool um, Cloud Strife from Final Fantasy VII with the motorcycle that he rides at the end of the Midgard section. Um, and it's fucking sick. It's a cool, like, model toy thing that I have on prominent display in my apartment. And a lot of people have been like, like, I've had people be like, you just had like, that's really nerdy. I'm like, uh, yeah, it's fucking kick ass, though. So it's there. Um, And like, if that's the cool shit, like if you have cool shit that you think are is cool, have it out. Yeah, there's no there's no harm in it. Mm-hmm. I would say as an adult man, if you have a bunch of like cart like anime, like posters, like there's a difference between even posters of women. Yeah, like you got a it's bunch like, of women in lingerie on your walls. I think, like, what what are you doing? I don't think there's any call for that. Posters in general, I think, when you're not a child, when you start having sex, it's time to retire <laughs> posters and you get frames. Yeah, I don't you care. Get art and you get stuff. Again, I don't think you should have a framed picture of a woman in lingerie. Yes, I, I, I think that is just, in general, I think if you have, like, saucy photos of women, unless they are art. Like I have, uh, there's a, there's a picture of, uh, someone that I see, um, and she has a, a picture of, it's like a woman who's like bent over. It's an illustration. It's not a real woman. Um, mm-hmm. and it's like her in sort of like doggy style position, just being like, I need space. And she's in like a, like a Cosmo thing. And like, it's sexual, but it's fucking cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind I'm of sure stuff you can fine. tell the difference between that and like you, getting a page out of Maxim and sticking it on your wall. You know what I mean? I think like you can be smart about this shit without being overshooting and trying to make things so clinical, bringing in fake cool shit. You know what I mean? That's not going to work. So like once you make your shit look like you're an adult and you're not a creep, you're fine. Yeah, get frames. And And again, I want to circle back to the, I don't care if you have anime posters. What I'm saying is don't have posters, frame it. 
measure mm. out what that poster is, get a frame for it. You don't have to go get it framed because that's expensive as fuck. Yeah. Go to Walmart, go to Ikea, Dude, pick up frames that fit your shit. We'll give you well, some don't, good ass frames. Dollar not stores maybe are not huge ones, but you yeah. know, it all depends what you have, right? If you have a small piece of art or something as well. Either way, a little bit of professionalism goes a long way. Yeah, the difference between having uh, unframed stuff on your walls and having framed stuff on your walls completely changes a space and makes your your space look a little more adult. And that is what people want when they're having sex with you. For sure. And again, your cool stuff, if you think it's cool, leave it out. Have some books. Great. Or not if you don't read, I guess. But there's that one quote that says never to fuck someone if they don't have books. And I agree with it. When I open the door and we settle down, should I do something like put a romantic Netflix scene on? So the good thing is you've nailed it. Um, what you need to do is find one of those like five hour loops of a romantic Netflix scene on YouTube. Um, get it on and just keep that going. Right. Yeah. The part in Fifty Shades of Grey where they're on no, the boat. Wrong. They look at each other. Uh, the part from Friends with Benefits with Justin Timberlake and they look at each other. Obviously, There's one this movie, is... one movie that you play. It's Patrick Dempsey's Maid of Honor. <laughs> Uh, no, this is a fucking insane thing. What are you talking about? Hey, can you sit down while I scrub through Netflix to play a romantic scene? I assume he means a romantic movie. And if that's the case. Also, no. It's Richard much- Gere's Shall We Dance? No, it's also no. Like, hey, I'm going over to this guy's house to bone. Oh, we got in and he put on Maid of Honor. <laughs> like, no, like, there's nothing romantic happening here. And again, there could be, but like, that's not the vibe that's been established. I will say, do not sit in silence. Have them in, put some music on. Here, okay. Have them in, have music already on. Well, yes. And offer them a drink. Yes, that's, that's I was going to say that, and I was like, oh, well, if they don't drink, but whatever. It could be a tea. That's it. Anything. Honestly, if you don't drink, that is a conversation starter. Right. Make them a a kick ass virgin cocktail Mm -hmm. and be like, hey, I don't drink, but I make awesome or like virgin cocktails or, uh, you know, mocktails or, Mm -hmm. you know, zero proof tea selection or I've got 18 juices or don't have some booze in case you drink. I I will say tea is probably not good because it's going to take a while to brew and it's going to be hot. So it's going to take a while for them to drink it. There's also nothing sexy about tea. Tea is like cozy. Shut your mouth. No one's you like shut your, oh, you. Shut your mouth. Let's have a little pre-sex tea. <laughs> it's fucking weird. <laughs> pre-sex tea is incredible. Uh, but you know, that's it. In music again, if it's already playing, it's less weird. And that's yes. it. Now, some other moves you can pull is get them to pick the playlist. You have music on, and be like, once the song is done, you pick the next song. And now you're getting a little vibe of like what they're into. They're feeling a little more comfortable because they're putting a song that they can vibe to. Yeah. Um, I love playing like back and forth, picking songs, playing. Mm-hmm. You can put on a song and you'd be like, oh, I love this song because and then you have a reason to tell a story and then you can kind of encourage them to put on a song that makes them think of like their favorite vacation. And then mm-hmm. they can tell you, you know what I mean? It's like it's it's so much fun and you have an excuse to like hop from cool story to cool story to cool story. Also, Um, you're sharing a lot about yourselves, not only through the stories, but through the songs. And it's a bonding moment and it gives you something to talk about. And then when you're ready to make your move, you'd be like, bam, this song just makes me want to make out. Or, you know what I mean? Like you, you can put your, like your, on C bat. 
<laughs> they then you throw on your sexy song and you're like, this is it. This is my this is my like jam song. He and you can even cute and be like put on be like this song makes me want to kiss you. Boom. Mm-hmm. Boom. Unless it's a really shit song, but <laughs> should I take a tactical wink to settle the nerves so I don't come too quick? Depends on your dick. If you are in risk of taking a tactical wank and then not getting it up later on, do not. Things like this, I feel like you're setting yourself up for failure because you're already presupposing so much stuff, right? You're you're assuming you're going to come too quick. You're assuming that you have the the you know sexual stamina to to jerk off now and be fine later and you've mm-hmm. never done this before you don't know so nerves yes. are already going to be a a part of things and adding in so many variables this early on is a bad idea i say go in you know fresh go in the way that you are and and see how you feel and for god's sake i hope they know it's your first time there's nothing I mean, like, I don't know. I'm I'm torn on this because like one, it's sort of like you can give a heads up and be like, at least then if you're fumbling with the condom or, mm-hmm. you know, you're about to come too soon, you can be like, hold on, I need a second. You feel really good. Mm-hmm. You know, like there, there's a reason for it as opposed to like hiding it or waiting until you do come quickly mm-hmm. and be like, sorry, or, it's my first time. Or That's- getting super embarrassed and weird and defensive and never admitting to it. Mm-hmm. And then the situation's just bad. And like, whatever. If you come too early, you come too early. You could just be like, I'm sorry, you. I was too excited or you felt too great. And like, make sure you then continue to look after them. And I, they're going to probably get it unless they suck. So the next point is general sex advice. We have 245 episodes for you to listen to. Yeah. Go listen to those. We're not going to go over that. But I think Niall hit the, the nail on the head. If you come too quick, sex is not done when you finish. Yep. Sex is done when everyone is satisfied, yep. or at least you've you've both tried your best to make sure that everyone is satisfied. Yeah. You know, go down on them, finger them, figure it out. It, no matter what it what happens, no matter how it plays out, everyone should be leaving satisfied, or at least satisfied in the like the the notion that you tried your best. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm sure if you do finish too fast, you're going to be worried that they're like disappointed or whatever. And what is better in your mind? Disappointed and sex ended and maybe the night ends or disappointed and then came very hard Mm -hmm. or like, oh, he he came early, but then he worked really hard to make me come. You've just set yourself above so many men. So like take solace in that shit and don't get too hung up on that. And hey, you you haven't had sex before. You don't know how it's going to go. And then finally, what do I do after? I'm already preparing for that post nut clarity that makes me regret life. Hey, what does that mean? It's a weird post nut clarity, bro. I like, I get it. Like, you know, when we jerk off and, and you see yourself staring at yourself through the, in, in the monitor and you're like, and you've maybe you've jerked off to something weird and you're like, I don't know. What about like, there's, there's that, that shame that comes over everyone every now and then that's fine. But like, <laughs> man, I, I, I come and I'm like, ah, gotta go do something now. That's it. Like, I don't look, I don't feel that way. But I know that they're like, at least not all the time. Sometimes like if I've, if I've fallen down a weird porn hole and I'm like, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> maybe, maybe not my proudest moment. You know, it's happened once or twice. Yeah. In this case, I think if this is a person you genuinely want to sleep with and you sleep with them and it's your first time, you're going to feel fucking elated. You're not going to feel sad. And if you are going to feel sad and you have this sort of like, you're not ready to have sex. If you think that having sex with someone, regardless of who it is, is going to make you regret life, you have not come to terms with like sort of the emotional weight and and responsibility that comes along with having a sexual relationship. Yeah. 
regardless of how long it is, even if it's a one night stand with a random person you met online, Mm -hmm. if, if you're going to have sex with that person and then feel so much shame and regret afterwards, then don't do it. Yeah. (laughs) Like the thing is like our answers on what to do after are going to be predicated on you being worth being around after. Because if you're like, I hate life, I'm miserable, or like, whatever, like, my advice would probably be like, let them go, because like, they're not going to want to hang out with you. But my general advice would be, you know, cuddle a bit, hang out, have a snack, maybe have another drink, like, that's it. You know what my move is? And I love doing it because it's a it's a win for me as well. I love having something sweet, like ready to go, either like some ice cream, or Mm. have some Oreos, or a popsicle can of coke or a beer beer's not sweet but it's fucking great i i probably i don't think i have any interest in drinking alcohol after sex but give me an ice cream sandwich one of the best beers i ever had i just finished having sex in nice i was like 15 walked out onto the balcony and had a beer while the sun was setting and i was like it's the best fucking beer i've ever had well i mean that's that's different. You have the exotic experience of being a niece. Um, oh, yeah. No, I don't. You Like, if I'm at home, I'm like, me and my partner, fuck, I'm not having a beer. <laughs> I'm not having a Coke, though, either, because I don't usually have him at home. But, you know. But I, I say I think it's such a nice, like, I love being like, what sweet treat do I have waiting for me in the fridge or the freezer or in my cupboard that I can bring out and share with someone that I've just had great sex with? And then, like, I don't know. There's just, like, that dopamine that you get from having sex and then having a little like treat is Mm -hmm. it's such a nice little button on the end. And then you're also Mm -hmm. sharing something, right? Like there's a moment of like you, you get two spoons and you get your little thing of ice cream and you sit in bed together and you have, you share ice cream and you share another moment, right? Like you, you get to, even if like you have a couple bites of ice cream and they're like, I gotta go. You shared another moment outside Mm -hmm. of sex. And like, it's just, it's, it's, you know, forgive the the pun, but like, it's a sweet moment. It's, it's nice. It's, and I think, it's a uh, and like also there's nothing better than getting like a, a cold treat after sex. <laughs> it's true because you're probably gonna be sweaty. Um, also, like there's a there's an intimacy and a lowering of walls and a and a coming together literally and hopefully or figuratively and hopefully literally. So like it it there can be some really nice moments of just like hanging out and chatting and just being together after sex. There's a level of confidence as well of being like you know finally coming and like I strongly recommend and suggest you don't rush to put your clothes on go stroll into the kitchen naked yeah get your treat come back naked and just like like there's there's a confidence of even if you're not super confident in your body there's a confidence in just being like you know some this person just had sex with you obviously they find you attractive you don't need to hide anything no so like just be yourself and like there's there's like a Man, when a woman gets out of bed after sex and they like walk to the kitchen to get a glass of mm. water or like go to the bathroom, like that moment of watching them leave and watching them come back, like oh, oh, and you could do that. You could you could have that effect on someone else, but you're also bringing a popsicle yeah. or or ice cream. Like, what better like visual to end a sexual encounter with than the person you just slept with walking in completely naked? With uh, two spoons and a thing of ice cream. It sounds, oh. it sounds great. So do that. And don't overthink it. I know it's probably way too late because you clearly already have a bit. But like, don't overthink it. Uh, uh, yeah. 
good luck. I, I hope you have the best time. Uh, I hope this person hasn't. Uh, I hope you haven't woken up in a bathtub full of ice with many of your non-essential organs missing. Or your uh, essential ones. Well, I assume that if your essential organs are missing, you're not waking up. You might wake up for a bit. <laughs> uh, this is we're we're pretty much done here, but I do want to talk about something. Someone introduced me to me the other day, and okay. I thought it was interesting. It's I'm kind of bored of Tinder, right? And I think mm-hmm. we've I think we've known that we're we're doing different things. Um, but someone introduced me to a new dating app. Have you heard of the League? The League, the show. Yes, you're on the show. I am on the, the show. Dating? No, it's a it's a dating app. Okay. How is it? What's new? What's what is the deal with this? So the league, you actually have to apply. Okay. There is a process in which your profile is vetted, okay. and there is a wait list, nice. and they do that to maintain a balance between profiles. Cool. Um, depending on whether you're a man or a woman, or or you know anything in the spectrum, um, mm-hmm. and what you're looking for in a partner, or in terms of uh, partner uh, gender identity. Um, and they they bring people in slowly, one at a time, so there isn't a deluge of things mm-hmm. or uh, of of people. And then every day they show you three profiles. That's it. Just three. You can't endlessly swipe. You get three okay. profiles, and you either say yes or no to them. And then I, I'm assuming it's an algorithm that tries to like fine tune who you are you interested like, yeah. in, and also who might say yes to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just got accepted into it. Um, so I haven't really used it, but every day at 5 PM local time, they sent you three profiles and you go through them and you, you say yes or no. And if both of you say yes, you match, you can talk. Um, but then it looks like I haven't explored much cause I literally just got accepted into it, but it looks like you can, um, join groups and then create events <laughs> for people local for those groups. So like, I'm in a like a karaoke group, so I could be like Toronto tonight karaoke event for singles. Let's go, hmm, and people can join. I don't know how many people would show up for it, but I am kind of tempted for you know the sake of the podcast next live show. Be like, hey, hey, <laughs> hey maybe I, I I think it's it's a really it's the first time I've seen a dating app do something unique. Well, it sounds like they're putting in the effort, so yeah, that's cool. Um, and as far as I again, I've been on it for like four hours. Um, but as far as I can tell right now, there is no real push for monetization. Mm-hmm. You get like a little bit of benefits. Like you can, uh, for, for a paid thing, you can send like a introduction note to people. Um, or you can push to guarantee that you'll be in their next stack. Yeah. Which I'm like, okay, cool. That's, those are mm-hmm. those are fine, but the nice thing is, is it doesn't seem like there's like the way that Tinder and Bumble and Hinge all sort of like hide your. Now I need to know you got your three today, right? Yes, you got them right here. Yep. Now I will say I have two user submitted profiles. Okay, so we got to get to them. But if you want to blast through these three real quick, because I want to know, are they high quality? I'm imagining they're high quality. I gotta say they're not. Oh no, one doesn't have a profile at all. Perfect. Uh, the other one says. Thoughtful and ambitious, college professor and a nurse, travel and self-improvement journey, balance of introvert and extrovert, situation dependent. Let's have an adventure. Not the worst. So generic, though. It's generic, but like, you know, cool. I I give it like a six. Yeah. Because it's a step above nothing or blandness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, The other one is just, uh, I'm here to give another dating app a chance. Let the games begin. Oh, my God. Like, no, that's bad. I'll give that three. Yeah. 
So that's that's what I was given today. Okay. All right. Now are you ready for our audience submitted questions? Uh, yes. Or audience submitted profiles. Uh, this will be Agent 4. Um, and they say, about me, social and energetic creative who also enjoys a good amount of wind down time. Live music and singing, arts and architecture, food, culture, and trying new things. Looking to find a genuine connection with someone who generally has their shit together and knows what they want. Uh, I'm a great plus one because you won't have to worry about me. I'll have your friends laughing in minutes, and if the event sucks, I'm an excellent escape artist. My personal hell is this right here, writing about myself, more of a conversationalist. My zombie apocalypse plan is, what are we talking here, The Walking Dead style, Zombieland, or The Last of Us? Very different approaches are required, and I truly hope it's not the latter. And then their other profile, uh, my most controversial opinion is Mr. Brightside is the worst song ever made. I want to... <laughs> I want someone who is a stand-up human, can communicate honestly and openly, generally has their shit together, and wants to find a meaningful connection with the right person and unusual skills. Falling asleep, sitting up at parties and in moving theaters. Hoping to add concerts to that stellar list. Why? Well, why not, I say. This is all the same person? Yep, same person, two profiles. I, I have no problem with this. I think this is a, a good profile. You have the, the one thing I don't like is the I hope you have your shit together. It's, it's yeah. a little accusatory and it's a little like it gives me vibes of like, I don't know. It, it's the only thing that I was like, eh, I don't like that. But yeah, everything it's, else. It's kind of like that negative thing that we come down yeah. on a lot where it's like, um, I don't think there's a call for it because someone who doesn't have their shit together isn't going to go. Oh, I won't message this person. They don't care. <laughs> exactly. They don't have their shit together. Exactly. I don't think I don't think that's going to dissuade anyone from being like. I'm going to ruin this person's life because if they're, if they're in that state of mind, they're not going to listen to what you want. So yeah, it doesn't matter. But it, it might turn someone who does have their shit together off. Cause they might be like, Meh. I, I mean, I, I don't like that. I hate when people have the thing of being like, this is, you need to have your shit together. Cause I'm like, I don't need you to tell me whether I do or don't have my shit together. Like I'm, I'm a pretty confident and I yeah. feel like I do have my shit together, but I feel like I'm going to have to justify that to you yeah, or prove also- it to you it's a very vague term. So it's like one person's shit together. Isn't someone else's and it could mean stuff. I, I say, take it out. I don't think it's helping you. Yeah. But, but everything else I think is, is fine. It's fun. There's a, there's some songs or like the, the Mr. Brightside thing actually made me laugh. So the I, Brightside I thing's good. The zombie thing's good. The yeah. have your friends laughing in minutes and excellent escape artist is good. Great. Uh, personal hell writing about myself, more of a conversationalist. It's fine. It's not my favorite. And I want someone who's a stand-up human, can communicate honestly, openly, generally has their shit together. Again, we already talked about that. And wants finding meaningful connection with the right person. I don't know if it's adding anything to your profile to say this. I will say that I assume that's a hinge. I think that's hinge, right? Yeah. The hinge prompts aren't great. And I understand why they would have this one concerning the other ones that they have. So I'm not going to hold this one against them. I'm not mad at the prompt. I'm more mad about the answer because like we've talked about this before. Like, of course you want someone who communicates honestly and openly. We already talked about generally has their shit together is kind of negative and wants a meaningful connection with the right person. It's like everyone wants those things. Really? I don't think you're adding anything. Like, I don't think it's a a big red flag, but it's like, I want someone who, will fucking go for midnight cake with me is something, you know what I mean? Or like who wants to go fall asleep the concert with me? Like that that's personality and that's excitement and that's moving things forward. Whereas like, this is just, you're saying generic things. I agree. So again, it's not like a red flag, but it is, I think you're losing an opportunity to gain. Yeah. To inject the rest, a little more personality. Because the thing is, the rest is dripping personality and fun, and it's a great profile. Mm-hmm. So I would give this like an eight, nine, a nine, probably. 
I'd give it a nine. I'd give it an eight. If you make our changes, it's a nine. Yeah. So good job, Agent Four. And we got another one. Let me just load it up here. Get it loaded. So this is the profile of Agent Bandana. Uh, my love language is spending quality time with lots of laughter. Best travel story, getting lost in Naples and finding $5 Michelin star pizza. I know the best spot in town for a spicy margarita, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no, there's no meat on those bones. There's nothing yeah. to chew on. There's nothing to, like, latch on to, because I promise you, you're a spicy margarita. Like, I'm not dying to be like, I gotta know where that is. The closest thing I have to being like, I want to know more, is the Naples, you know, cheap Michelin star pizza. Mm-hmm. But again, like, it's... It's a good story, but I feel like you've almost given the whole story in the description. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I like I th- I think your love language, as tempting as it is to put your actual love language in, I think it works better if you put in a joke. Give me something a little more abstract than words of affirmation or whatever they said. They said something along the lines of like quality time or something. They said right? spending like, quality time with lots of laughter and like yeah. Everyone sure wants that. that. Yes, exactly. It's it's the same thing we just said. That's so generic. I get it. But that's why it's generic, because I get it. Everybody gets it. Your love language is, you know, someone who knows the perfect snack pairing for my favorite movie. You know, like that, something, I, anything, like yeah. something that like gives me. Rosé in the park reading at sunset, you know? Yeah. Boom. That's, that's evocative. That's, and I'm not saying to use that if that's not, but like. What's a thing about you that's personal that you love? Like, imagine what you would love to do with a potential partner and put that in because mm-hmm. quality time spending laughter like that's so boring. It's yeah. it's normal. It's it's a very normal thing. The Gang Lost in Naples finding five star Michelin pizza. I am again, I like it, but I worry there's not enough meat on those bones. And I will say yeah. I know the best spot in town for a spicy margarita is kind of bland as well. Also, yeah, kind of boring. I like I just I don't know anything about you. I, I've yeah. gotten no information about you whatsoever. So I think you need to reshuffle the prompts that gives you an opportunity to pitch yourself yes. because none of these things, I, I don't mind leave the Naples. Cool. I know you travel. That's, that's enough there. Yeah. Naples like I, is, I know, I know you're willing good. to travel. I know you're willing to like roll with the punches and get lost. And I know that you can like look on the bright side of things when you, mm-hmm. when it all ends well. Also like foodie vibes, right? Yeah, eating Michelin pizza. I love it. Um, And then I would say, scrap the other two prompts. Don't try to fix them. Find something like there's got to be something that you're about. Yeah. And based on this profile, I wouldn't even be able to guess what it is. Yeah. And that's the problem. I know nothing about what you like. I know nothing about your personality, your hobbies, your passions, your loves, your, you know, and that's what you want, right? It's like you played it so safe. Get a little dangerous. Yeah, I've I've got no reason to say yes to you as opposed to anyone else on the app right now. And I yeah. want I want that hook. I want to be I want to like linger on your profile a little too long and be like, "Ooh, maybe, maybe." Yeah. And then I want to read your profile and then be like, "Oh, that's good." But yeah. right now there's nothing there to like I'm going to scroll through that. I'm going to be able to read this profile in 30 seconds and make a choice and be like, "It is meh." Yeah. And that's so, and that's bad. We want more of you on there. And that's yeah. a good thing. Yes. So take a second, do a clean sweep, keep your Naples, that's fine. Uh, get rid of the other prompts or add in a few more prompts to give more of you. Figure mm-hmm. out what makes you special, figure out what makes you uh, unique, figure out what makes uh, you happy, 
what makes and, you tick, what's unique about you, what you might want to do with a potential partner. Like these are all good prompts to to work on your prompts. And like don't do things that aren't true either. Like if we say something about rosé in a park, you don't put that down if that's not what you're into. And if you're self-conscious and you're not sure what to project, ask your friends. Yeah. Message your friends and be like, "Hey, if you could like sum me up, what would it be? Like what are what are some things when you think of me, what are the things that you like pair with?" Cuz yeah. like for me, if I, if I go to my friends and be like, hey, what's my vibe? People are going to say cats, podcast, karaoke, right? Like that, that's, those are like the big things that like people probably assume what, what go with me or like they associate with me. Maybe yeah. and add in like cocktails or something, right? Like, or, or and wings. his profile says, I'm a cat that does karaoke podcast. And it's very confusing. But at least then you get like a sense of like what the, the third, you know, the outside observer sees you and it's coming from people who love you. Yeah. So it's going to be a positive thing. And mm-hmm. so take that information, filter it and be like, cool, this is, if that's what people, if that's what I project naturally, that's what I want to project through my profile with a little bit more, a little bit more glam, you know, feel free to like, you know, sprinkle a little bit of that love like, dust on it. it up, you know, juice it up. But like, don't be afraid to put yourself out there because like, if you're afraid to put yourself in your profile, I'm worried you're afraid to put yourself out there for, you know, beyond that. So you're amazing, and you just got to show people what's amazing about you. Give people the opportunity to see that. Exactly. And I think that should do us. I'm not even going to do a bad sex writing, because we only answered two questions, and that might be our longest episode ever. We got to get the fuck out of here, because I don't want to edit longer. And we still have another episode to record. Holy we gotta shit. We got to do... I was just about to say, if two episodes was or two questions was not enough for you this week... Hop onto our Patreon because we're just about to do another episode for this month. And you got like, what, 23 other episodes? That's almost a half year of content. It's crazy. Half year regular content. So head on over to fbuddiespodcast.com. Click the Patreon link. It'll bring you over there at the middle tier. You'll get access to not only this month's episode of Pillow Talk, which is our Patreon podcast. Uh, it, It also gives you all of the backlog of it as well. So you have so much to to so indulge much. in and to enjoy, and you'll get to like get to like see all the crazy shit we've talked to because we've done some weird ones on there. We have done some weird ones, but good and ones. we're we're about to go do another weird one right now. Yeah. So thank you very much for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. Yeah, it's gonna be no bad sex writing today. But thank you, Josh Eagle and the Harvest City for their song Paper Stars, and fucking mwah, stay safe out there, guys. Uh, my name is Dave Miller, and I'm Nal Spain. We've been your fuck buddies. <laughs>